Welcome back, Rip City. I'm your host, Tim Johnson. And this is the Busted Bucket Podcast. Locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the City of Roses, City of Bridges, Stumptown PDX. This is a show dedicated to Rip City and everyone who loves Portland basketball. Joining me is my co-host, Gary, the six-man Hassan. What is going on? I'm glad to be here. It's good to see you guys' beautiful faces. Let's get it. Absolutely. And we're welcoming back our guest from the Bay, Gary Heyman. What's up, man? What, what's good, fellas? Thanks for having me. Uh, always good time to chop it up with you guys. Of course, of course. It, what's funny is uh, we, we're just starting this recording, but I feel like we could have already had another recording mm-hmm. with our conversation before this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's so easy to talk hoops with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I, w- I wanted to start off by talking about this GP2 trade fiasco. Uh, since we got our friend from the Bay, Gary Heyman. Dude, what is going on here? First, we've got, first we've got uh, the, the, the trade seems to go through. The Blazers get their five second round picks. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a story comes out about uh, GP2 taking Toradol injections, or excuse me, the Blazers administering Toradol injections. And then it comes out, well, wait, he wasn't getting injections. He was taking them orally. And then and then they say he's not going to be good to go for three months. And then all of a sudden, nah, he'll, he'll be good to go in a month, within a month. And then Golden State suggests, this is the icing on the cake here for me. Golden State suggests that the NBA look into the trade last year of Larry Nance because Larry Nance was injured and now that supposedly is developing a pattern. Just completely throwing Portland under the bus, turn after turn. (laughs) What is going on here, Gary? Man, I don't know. I'm just as surprised as you, to be honest. Um, when GP was playing those last couple games, I was like, oh, he looks pretty good. Um, looks like obviously he was ready didn't to have go. The, yeah, obviously didn't have the lift that he had, you know, displayed last year before the injury. But, um, you know, when they even played each other, I was like, oh, like he's, he's hooping a little bit. So when he got traded, I was kind of a little disappointed because, you know, that experiment did, didn't get to go very long. But I guess, you know, it makes sense for Portland because we're just got a log jam yeah. of small guards. Um, but, yeah, I I was just as surprised as everybody else to hear that he was still had an abdominal tear. And and the, all the stuff about Portland doing that stuff, I'm, I don't know is, if has they had a history of that. I'm, uh, it's well, the no, first time I've heard of it. What's funny is Josh Hart comes out. At, uh, what is it the next day in, at a uh, I think it must have been a post game interview or something he said he said Portland is nothing but a class act organization and like basically debunking everything that has been said about Portland and it's just like where is this coming from right now what's 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 the motive what's the motivation here to throw egg on Portland's face I there was a there was a tweet that came out this morning or maybe it was last night by someone I don't follow, but I saw it. And it was basically a conspiracy theory that Golden State is not going to be able to hold on to Draymond Green in the offseason. And that potentially they're throwing Portland under the bus because they feel like because of Dame's relationship with Draymond, 
and Jeremy Grant mm. that Dre is going to end up in Portland potentially and now that they've done this they can possibly claim that there's been tampering or whatever hmm. Hmm. That's interesting, interesting conspiracy theory yeah I don't know Quite. how much water that holds but it's interesting I Gary I know you're you're a relatively new dad right now uh, so I don't know how much you get out but what is there is there a vibe <laughs> in town like what's what's the word around town are, are people talking about this are they talking about Portland uh, actually a little bit you know they're talking a little mess about Portland um, and like how messed up that is basically because Gary Payton's like beloved here right like they he's a he is a fan favorite so everybody even though we were thinking like he might be out three months everybody's like still signing him mm-hmm. you know and usually when you go down those rabbit holes like you see fans like like let him go or like reverse the trade right. or there, there was everybody's just like take it it's good to have him back yeah and so well then you know being devil's advocate what's the big fuss about then <laughs> you know we, we gave you your guy back mm-hmm. that's what you wanted right yeah for well, second I mean, round picks maybe too. it's maybe it's just like them being gangster and trying to get some picks back <laughs> that's what i was i don't thinking. know yeah that's what yeah. i said on the last episode yeah you know uh it's it's a possibility i mean you know this game is cutthroat in in those back offices so yeah i didn't i didn't know golden state and portland were like that with each other but nor it's did i yeah. i would like to hear gary payton's uh words about what happened yeah see that's what's interesting to me is he hasn't come out and said anything he's yeah. letting us all play it which makes me think it's either coming from his camp or it's coming from him mm-hmm. right which is weird because or, I thought he was kind of a stand-up dude, right? Or he's so tight with Golden State that they're like, don't say anything. Right. Well, you know what's I funny? Mean, the- I saw somebody say something that uh, maybe someone was in the, the same room as, as his dad. And maybe the glove was just talking <laughs> some mess and they, they took that as fact. <laughs> and they just ran with it. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, totally plausible. Oh, totally. Totally. That guy is the biggest trash talker there is. For sure. Totally. <laughs> Hassan, I know we talked about it a little bit. Do you have anything to add now that all this other stuff has come out? I mean, teams should know that Portland's only going to draft the hurt guys. But like, we're, <laughs> we're, we're only going to take guys that are injury prone and then trade them. No, but I'm... I think that you know it's 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 sad. You know, I think that um, to me, I was super excited to get GP. Um, I was happy, you know, because the dude, you know, went went to Oregon State, you know, which is right down the road from Portland. Uh, he was filling in, you know, for for spots that that we really needed him, you know, with that championship pedigree and you know with his defensive tenacity. Um, you know, I would see him and his dad at games and stuff, you know, sitting in the stands uh, years prior. You know, I was fortunate enough to get a picture with him and his dad uh, for a game. And I was super excited, you know, to, to get this guy and just to see how this ended up. It's very, very sad. You know, I think that it's it's not good for our, our GM's first big signing. Um, you know, it's not good for our franchise and, and, you know, for us having, you know, issues and stuff, you know, with all these injuries with, with, with prior 
teams and guys you know it's sad and for them to also go back and try to talk about the Larry Nance thing as well you know it's just gonna bring up more and more issues that could have persisted you know for uh, previous seasons yeah you know I like that you brought up that it doesn't look good for our GM's first big signing you know it doesn't look good but at the same time I'm actually happy that Cronin wasn't afraid to admit that maybe signing GP2 was a mistake mm-hmm. or or not so much a mistake, but it just didn't turn out the way that he had envisioned and he jumped ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he was fine sending him away because it obviously didn't work. Whereas, you know, our previous GM probably would have held on to him for the next four years mm-hmm. and just said yeah. it's, I mean, it's, we, it's we saved money. Yeah. And he would say, you know, it's not, it's not a, a coaching problem. It's a, it's not a roster construction problem or whatever it is. He would say mm-hmm. he would basically yeah. shine a turd and tell us it's a diamond. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, personally, I applaud Cronin for, for throwing in the towel on that, on that mm-hmm. move. Mm-hmm. I think there's other guys you got to let shine. You know, you got Sharp back there, needed minutes, yep. obviously. Well, and that's a, uh, that's another thing, Gary. Is who would have known that Sharp would have looked this good? We were hoping so. I mean, yeah. we were hope. There's always hope. Mm-hmm. But for him to come yeah. on and actually look this good, obviously you don't. Maybe you don't need Gary Payton. Go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Oh no, I forgot what I was gonna say now. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> When it comes back to you, just uh, interrupt me. It's like uh, it's karma. Uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting interesting situation. Maybe some would say predicament we find our, uh, the organization finds themselves in. But you know, I think it's probably gonna probably gonna come out. Uh, the truth will come out sooner or later. And you know what they say: the truth shall set you free. Definitely, I think. I think too, you know, like when you have a young guy like Shaden, that's the the last thing that you want in the locker room, you know, somebody that's going to be toxic, you know, somebody that, you know, is not going to be shining the the best light, you know, on the city. And, you know, for us as Blazer fans, we're really hoping that, you know, Shaden turns out to have a career, you know, similar to T-Mac or Paul George or Brandon Roy, you know, he's being compared to a lot of great players, you know, and I think that, uh, you know, when we're trying to establish the foundation for uh, Shaden's career, you gotta have the right people around him, and you can't have any negative, you know, egos or anything around him. You you gotta have guys like Damon and by his side to help shade him or to help you know kind of shape him and mold him. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta surround him with good juju. Uh, that is that is all I want to say about that GP two scenario because that's it's so crazy to me uh in in my entire fandom i don't recall a single time that's ever happened to the organization but guys we just finished up our last game before all-star break i think it's about it's about time we do some mid-season awards now the first one should be an easy one i want to ask you guys who your mvp so far is for this midseason. It's got to be Dame Dollar. I'm him. But, I mean, I'm him. Dame yeah. Dollar. <laughs> he is. He is he. He's the alpha and the omega. 
Right. That I dude. Mean, that dude's incredible. I I am not worried about this team because they have him. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah, and he's not worried about this team because he, <laughs> he's got him too. <laughs> right. So, midseason MVP goes to Dame. Gentlemen, this is I'm, – I'm hitting you off with some easy ones here. These are these are bunnies. Best dunker. Midseason best dunker. Got to be the rook. It's got to it's gotta be that boy, Shaden. Some of the stuff that Gotta this guy is doing, some of the stuff that, that this guy is doing, like he's making it look like we used to dunk on Nerf hoops. And I say used to because <laughs> if I try to dunk on a Nerf hoop now, I might I might tear my Achilles. Um, I might yeah. break every bone in my body because I can't even jump over a phone book. Um, and this dude, I think this dude, if he tries, Tim and I were talking about this earlier, but, he, you know, Eyeballs above the rim, possibly chin touching the rim. But like if he really, really jumps. But the right. the the thing about him though, which I was super excited to see him in the dunk contest. You know, I think that you know as much yeah. as much exposure as we can get to the team, positive exposure, you know, is a good thing. You know, so I was happy right. to see Ant. You know, it sounds like Ant's gonna miss the the three point contest and Dame and yeah. Shaden like in the dunk contest. But the thing that I was excited to see was to see some of the creative ways that he could come up with some dunks. Yeah. And I think that this guy, his vertical is insane. Um, and I think that the thing that would have hurt him in the dunk contest is that he makes, He's too casual he with makes it. everything look so easy. <laughs> right. Yeah. His, they would they would penalize yeah, him for that like too. His, right. his, his eyes are rim level and he's just going up and floating through the air cocking it back cuffing it like dr j and annihilating cats that was that was that was one of my favorite dunks i've seen in a long time yeah and like he made it look cocking back like that he made it look so he's just gliding through the air and i just think that i was super excited to uh, see him go uh go against some of these guys but man i don't know did you see that his head was here <laughs> and his arm was on the other side of the backboard yes and that wasn't even mentioned on Sports Center. Like, come on, man. I know. Right. Come on. Right. Man. Shaden Sharp's the kind of guy that might get me into buying posters again like I'm 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you're gonna see a poster back here. I know I know we don't have our YouTube channel up yet, but you're gonna see a poster right back here in this spot of Shaden doing that exact dunk. Right. Just yamming on we gotta him. get him we gotta get him on the show. Yeah, that'd be sick, man. I, I wanna just know what kind of dude he is. Yeah. Yeah, because what I what I think he is is just like this really chill, quiet right. guy, which is perfect for Portland. But who knows? Like that's <laughs> oh, yeah, who knows? That's I want to see though if he's got killer instinct in him. Like I pray to God he's got a, a dash of Kobe or yeah. somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. I want you on this on this show when we do get him on because yeah. I want to know what questions you're gonna ask him to figure that out. Right. <laughs> no, please. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's move into the next one. Next one. Also, should be super easy. Mr. Midseason Clutch. Dame. Hit me with Are we doing multiple dames? Dame. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like I said, should be real easy. Oh. We got Dame again. Okay. Dame again. All right. Moving on. Now we're now we're starting to get a little interesting. I call this one the hustle man. Who is 
the hustle man for this midseason. So, I mean, it because there's 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 a couple you could choose from here. Yeah, I'm thinking Winslow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for me before it was hard, you know, for this guy to be could be could be Nas. Six five and you know almost averaging a, a double double, um, but I think I, I would agree with that. Yep, I yeah. I feel like we should take injuries into consideration. How many games they've missed? We haven't seen Winslow for a little while, mm-hmm. so that yeah. knocked that knocked him off my list. If it were prior to the injury, I probably would have gone with Winslow because that guy is a hustler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Josh Hart. I feel like we got to take trades into consideration here too. Okay. He's no longer with the team. Okay. Because that guy would be right at the top of my list. Otherwise. Mm-hmm. For me, I gotta go with our boy Drew Eubanks. You watch that. You watch that guy play, and he is hustling every single play. Yeah. He's always going for the ball. He's always there to block a shot. Like he is always ready. And he's expelling tons of energy that he probably doesn't have. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be he's honest. Way better than I he was going to be. He is 100% better than I thought he was going to be. I When we signed Drew Eubanks, first off, my, my first thought was, who? My second yeah. thought, <laughs> after I saw him play a little bit, I was like, uh, he could be okay, but he's only 6'9". The dude plays bigger than he is. Yeah. The guy is way more athletic than... We all knew. Gosh. He's way more athletic than any center we've had in what the past ten. He, he's more athletic than Lamarcus was. Yeah. Yeah. It, is Definitely. he more athletic than Myers? Would you say that was our yes. our last athletic center or or Plumley? I guess. Plumley, it would be close with Plumley, but yeah. Yeah, I think he might be a little more athletic than Plumley. Yeah, yeah, I think he moves a little quicker and more fluid. Mm-hmm. Just does. the fluidity of a big guy that's you, you kind of get caught up with. Yeah. You're like, wow, he's not rigid at all. Exactly. Right. See, Myers was rigid. Mm-hmm. Right. Myers was super rigid. Lamarcus was slow. Mm-hmm. Rigid. He was, he was like a robot. He was slow. Like Kawhi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Insert Kawhi's laugh here. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. For me, uh, the hustle man goes to Drew Eubanks. Who did you say, Haven? Uh, Nas, maybe. Nas. I haven't, I haven't seen him play much though. Could you make a case for somebody right. like Watford? You know, he's six eight playing. Good. Three, four, five uh, positions. You know, he's playing like out of position all the time. Um, so honestly, uh, initially at first, you know, when I was thinking about hustle, like I was thinking of somebody like you could make a case for grant uh you know he's playing three positions he's he's guarding the team's best perimeter player sometimes post player too you know he's catching the ball above his head and shooting he's catching the ball at his ankles and he's shooting you know he's averaging just about 21 points a game and just over four rebounds you know and i think that you know for him to come here and do that and kind of uh play as well as he's playing is amazing but that's a that's yeah. a that's a good call, Gary. Because and not only that, he kind of reminds you of of Crash a little bit in the last few games. Mm-hmm. That's why he's got a concussion, right? Exactly. He's always on the floor. <laughs> exactly. I love Crash. Exactly. Yeah. Man, great blazer, so, man. Man, I'm. 
it's a toss up between those two for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's got to maybe it's got to go to Grant because he's a starter. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like I feel like a Mr. Hustle award doesn't go to a guy that scores twenty points a game. Yeah. You know, like it's more like a yeah. role player giving you energy. I, I don't know, but it's just I awesome. I like the, I like both arguments. But, also a valid argument there. But like uh, total total season effort prior to the trade deadline, I, I would think we would all, all agree it's Josh Hart. It's Josh Hart. Agreed. Yep. All right. Next one. The one that got away. Who's the one that got away? Crickets? Nobody? Yeah. It's Josh Hart. Come yeah, on. It's definitely Josh Josh Hart. Oh. I mean we we <laughs> I was like I was like, do you do you know something that I don't? Were we gonna get a trade yeah, that fell through? It's Josh Hart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we 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 just talked about him. You know, I think that it's like I I love Josh Hart. You know, I think that for me, like I love seeing guys play bigger than they are. You know, I think that mm-hmm. um, I'm happy for him, you know, because he gets to go back and play with his college teammate. He he gets to go play with the Tibbs, and he's like a perfect Thibodeau guy. Like, oh, yeah. defense, rebounding, hustle, you know, all those things that he, Tibbs... He was a little too out of control for me. Okay, yeah. There were, there were times where he played, he definitely played out of control. Yeah. But at the same time, that's what a hustle guy does, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. True. But if he can pull it back, he's a definite starter, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because he can get you the ball, but also turn it over and you know, I mean, there was a point uh, in this season. Possessions. I haven't looked at his stats recently, but there was a point in this season where he was almost averaging a triple double. Wow. I mean, it was like it was something like eight or nine points, eight or nine rebounds, or maybe it was seven or eight rebounds, mm-hmm. and about the same four assists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was an impact guy. You could tell he made yeah, a difference. I can't player. help but think. I can't help but think how cool it would have been to have him and Thibel on the same team. It would have been cool. Yeah. That yeah. Would, I mean, I you lost nothing on defense. Mm-hmm. I think Thibel is also a hustle guy, or can be. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's always out there giving 100%. And just whether they started together, which probably wouldn't ever happen, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Or just, I mean, a hockey swap. Like hockey, right. hockey uh, rotation, yeah, man. Yeah, like yeah. they're interchangeable, if you ask me. And uh, yeah, just like we we talked about like a little before the show, you know, we're talking about heights. You know, we all thought that Thibel yeah. was six eight, six nine because he plays so big. You know, he's a yeah, he's a pretty smart defensive athletic player. Um, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that he tries hard. Yeah, like in a uh, day and age, you know, where 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 people are scared of being put you know on a highlight reel or scared of getting dumped on or any of that this guy doesn't care you know he goes out with a mentality of i'm gonna hustle and i don't care who i'm guarding and that's what we need yeah and did you see did you see him block the three-pointer i did that was ridiculous does that close out we haven't had guys that close out the three-point line in how many years many 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 years like to see that, I was like, "Oh my God, thank you, Jesus!" <laughs> it caught me by surprise. Yeah, I jumped yeah. out of my seat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, here's another three. Oh my God! It was amazing." You normally just let me shoot. Yeah, it's, <laughs> right. it's the craziest yeah. thing. Like yeah. I'm used, I'm used to guys. If they're not, if they're not close, they just stand there and watch the shot, mm. or they yeah. they put up the lazy arm, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. No. It's the most frustrating thing in the world, for, yes. especially in yeah. this day and age where a team shoots 53s a game. Right. And, uh, for, right. For me going forward, it's going to be exciting to see who Chauncey decides to start now. You know, what, yeah. what they're going to do. Is it going to be? I think we're really going to see his coaching yeah. so is it gonna be, for the first yeah, time. You know, is it gonna I be, hope so. So is it going to be Shaden? Because is it be Matisse? Is it going to be Reddish? Yeah. Because I think with Sim- Simon's out for a while, we really get to see his true coaching style, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because Simons is such a defensive liability with Dame that I don't think he can truly preach or I don't know. They just don't, he doesn't feel like he's inspired them to be defenders at all. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious to see what his schemes actually look like. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm assuming they're, he's pretty defensive oriented, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he should be. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's what he was lauded as when he came in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, This is an easy one, guys. Rookie of the midseason. It's Shaden Sharp. Mm -hmm. We're going to move on. Mm -hmm. This is one. I call it the volcano. It's a guy that can heat up at any point. Could knock him down. Just completely erupt. Take over a game. Who's your volcano? Well, it's Dan, but it also could be Ant. Yeah. See, I think it's Ant. Because Dame is, he yes, Dame can be a volcano, but he went for sixty. <laughs> but more and more often, we're seeing it happen gradually throughout the game. Like he'll take over yeah. the first quarter, and then he'll add a few more, and add a few more, and add a few more, and by the end of it, he's got 40, 50, 60 points. Whereas Ant, a little inconsistent. But you catch him, you catch him in the third quarter. Look at him side eyed. He's gonna drop twenty on you. Mm-hmm. I've uh, I he reminds me a little bit of like a pool, a clay, or a or a Steph. You know, in those mm-hmm. in the quarters where he hits eight threes in a, in a quarter. Right, exactly. You know, I, I can see that happening mm-hmm. with with him. Um, you know, that happens with Dame too. But you, there's very few guys where you can feel like he the way it even swishes. You can kind of be like, okay, uh-huh. he might be going right now. Right. It's like it's like once he hits a couple of shots in a row, he starts rolling and then it's it's game yeah. over at that point, at least for that quarter, right? Right. And uh right. so so for me the volcano goes to Anfrey. Can't can't argue. See the see the see the crazy thing about that is so I think Ant is second in three-pointers made for the season, which is mm-hmm. kind of crazy, you know, it's him and uh I I want to say it's Buddy Hill. But I wish he would get to the basket more. Yeah. That's what that says. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how many times does he get? How many times does a dunk champion get to the free throw line? I want to know. Yeah. Right. Um. But I think that the because he wouldn't be shooting a thirty something percent. Right. Sorry, sorry, G. Because you know, I think that the, the the metric, you know, like when you're a shooter, is 50, 40, 90. You know, these guys want to be 50, 40, yeah. 90. And right. is pretty close to that. And he's shooting a lot of threes. And he's, you know, so again. I talk what's he what's he shooting from the field so from the field it looks like he's shooting 45 percent from it's better than i thought the three-point line he's 38.1 um he, mm. he has three pointers made he has 196 clay has 194 and then dame has 191 buddy hill is killing everybody i mean he's got two 230 as of now um Ooh. but i mean just to, I had no idea. Right. 
<laughs> what team is he even on now? Pacers, right? <laughs> Pacers. I think, I think so, yeah. But yeah, you know. It's not Sack anymore. Just to see some of the stuff that Ant is doing, too. You know, I think that a lot of the times here in Portland, you know, we, we hear so much about on the, the defensive end, you know, and I think obviously defense is important. Defense wasn't important to me when I was playing. I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> but uh, some of the stuff this guy's doing on the offensive end, being a former slam dunk champ too, you know, people forget about that. And, and for him to be one of the best shooters, like in the, the league statistically, best three-point makers in the league is crazy. This guy is doing big things. I I hear all that and when I watch the game it watches differently you know what I mean you know like an eye test on a guy like statistically he's kind of killing it but a lot of times when you're watching him he doesn't feel like he's impacting the game as much Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as those stats show I I don't know do you guys ever feel the same way when he's playing I agree I feel like when he's bad he's bad but then you see some of the that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but then but then you see some of these stats and you're just like, damn, like he's he's almost yeah. 50, 40, 90. How was he that bad yesterday? I know, right. He's doing. just he's so inconsistent is the problem. Right. Yeah. It's when he's having those good games, he's shooting like sixty five percent or something. Right. right. Like something silly. Showing no emotion. Like <laughs> <laughs> Right. Face right. is not moving, he's not sweating, he's he's not even talking about I actually really like that about him. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and once again, like those are like the type of people that you want here in Portland, people that you don't got to worry about like off the court. You know, people that are just like low key, you know, energy type type people. You know, that's what you want here, and that's perfect. You, you know what's True. funny when you say that? Like, how much of that is like, like PTSD from the Jailblazer era? The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. How, how much is is that for you? A little bit. Because, like, to me, I liked – I liked, and it doesn't really go beyond the court, but, like, a guy like Zach Collins, I loved that. Where he would get in everybody's face. He was talking trash. Was, I don't think was, we're, t- we're – it's that so much. It's like, you know, being able to be in Portland. Mm-hmm. You know, like how the city makes them feel. Mm-hmm. You know, like their sure. personalities and like how – like see, like what you're describing is like in-game, but I don't think like it hurt them as a team, you know? No, Nobody it, was it didn't. But the I wrong actually way. Think- I actually think it helped them as a team and i i yeah. personally think that ant might play better if he did show more emotion like get mad mm-hmm. get upset yeah. start chirping at somebody it's that's how i hope shaded shark gets 100 yes. see it's it's funny to think that you know maybe in three years or four years i mean we could have a backcourt of shaden and ant and they're both out there killing showing no emotion 
Not, not <laughs> just robots. Yeah, just, <laughs> just a team full of kawais. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just like I would take that as long as they're taller than six six. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. Dude, but I hope we keep Grant for a long time. Oh man, I hope. Yeah, so. I hope. So. Yeah, I hope. I hope Grant finishes his career here. I hope Shaden plays his entire, at least most of his career here. Mm-hmm. Same. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm with you guys. Uh, next one, though. I think we all agree that that yeah. one is, well, you said Dame, but I think it's pretty apparent it's probably Anthony. But biggest surprise, now that we're at the halfway point, who's your midseason biggest surprise? Watford? I think that's a good pick. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think early on, Watford wasn't getting much much run. Uh, but then what he what he got sit for a lot of January, and then in February he comes out. Dude looks like he's playing summer league MVP basketball. Mm-hmm. I was I couldn't believe it. Right, and and you know you talk about we talked about the the hustle guy, but. That's another guy that probably could be in that conversation too. Mm-hmm. It's just he's not mm-hmm. as athletic, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's a, he's another guy that's always seems to find himself in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he surprised me kind of like the whole Cam Johnson situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when I first heard that, and then I heard Cam Johnson, I'm like, where where are these dudes coming from? Yeah. I had <laughs> no idea yeah. that yeah. you could drop forty in a game and be on the end of the bench like that. Right. But yeah, for me, right. so I'd say Eubanks. You know, I think that... Biggest surprise? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that uh, for him to be a, a undersized big, he's 6'8 or whatever he is, and to be starting like at the power forward with another guy that's 6'7 or 6'8 too, you know, that's amazing. You know, for, for some of the highlights that he's, you know, going out there and doing, you know, he's... he's uh, Staying pretty healthy throughout the season, and he's banging with these guys. He's dunking on these guys. And that's dude. He's got that some dude posters has this thrown year. down some monster dunks. Yeah, yeah. posters on people. Yeah, yeah. And he's angry at the rim. It's exactly. fun. To, it's fun to watch him. Exactly. Yeah. And he's a, a local guy too. You know, I think that uh, those, Is he? Uh, those things play a yep. uh, play From a Troutdale, role. Troutdale, man. Yeah, yeah. He's a mm. he's the shack of Troutdale. <laughs> Had no idea. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, he's from Trout. And didn't he play for OSU? Mm-hmm. The Beavs. Troutdale, the OSU. Now he's on the Blazers. Mm-hmm. He's a hometown hero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I, I was going to go. My biggest surprise was going to be Wofford. But now that I, now that you mentioned Eubanks, I mean, he more or less came to this team. And I, I, I knew nothing about him. Exactly. He was, he he was, was going to be a zero. He was. He was going to be a, a, a bench filler for me. And I was like. You know who is this guy and then now he's starting for for nerd during mm-hmm. his injury and honestly i don't think he's doing half bad for a guy that's only six nine yeah yeah he's honest he's honestly one of my favorite backup centers in the league he is like a guy who can come in for 15 to 20. Him, he's really good him and he mo coming one of my <laughs> yeah Let's not let's not talk about Mo Bamba right now, Hassan. Okay, that was that was my target for this trade deadline, and yeah. we didn't get him. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but Eubanks, man, he's just he's good. He's a lot better than advertised, mainly because there was no advertisement whatsoever. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we did them dirty. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I think I'm going to change mine from uh, from from Watford to Eubanks, man. I'm going to have to give him that one, too. That Damn you, Hassan. Changing my mind. All right. <laughs> Biggest surprise goes to Eubanks. Next one is Best Acquisition. And that can be from... Ooh. That could be from this trade deadline or the off season. Who's the best acquisition uh, this year? We should. Well, Grant for sure. We should split this up. If, uh, we should do. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Okay, let's split it. We should do best acquisition, and then you know we should do best acquisition at the recent trade deadline. Like which which player? Okay. Are, are, are you guys okay. most excited to see? Okay. So 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 best acquisition, Grant. I mean. That dude's insane. Um, you know, I think that I honestly wasn't sure how how good he was. Um, you know, I think that some of his highlights are pretty insane too. Some of his putback dunks, mm-hmm. some of these some of these shots where he's like catching the ball up, up above his head and not bringing it down to the pocket, but shooting. right, he's made that his shot. It's man. insane, man. And, I don't know any other NBA player that does that. Right, and and and. To shoot, like, I don't know how many people have, have have tried to shoot from an NBA three-point line, but it's not exactly it's easy. It's, it's not exactly easy. So to so to catch it above your head and keep the ball above your head without bringing it to your pocket, you know, with your motion, that's pretty tough. And for him to do it over and over and over, that's pretty amazing, I think, man. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. He's an all-star. I mean, if we're in the mix in the top five teams, he's an all-star guy. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I agree. I mean, you know, there's a lot of conversation about Portland getting another all-star and we always seem to get these fringe all-star guys that don't quite pan out mm-hmm. into being an all-star, but I think you're right. I think he is an all-star. I, I, I don't all-star. care that he didn't make it sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way he was playing, the way he was hitting game winners, the way he was keeping us in games, banging down low. The 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 best part about Grant to me is that he can bang down low but he can also take someone off the dribble mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's he's that perfect like tweener mm-hmm. yeah he's he's uber talented and we have to we have to hang on to him at all costs he's like <laughs> a he's like a a, a better version of darius mile like i know we 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 talked about this before <laughs> yeah. but i'm thinking like who is this guy comparable to Brandon Ingram, maybe. Yeah. Who's like a, who Brandon Ingram is like a lighter version of KD, and I would say he, I would say Grant's a lighter version of him. Yeah, that's true. Barely. That's true. That's true. Barely. That's true. That's is he lighter than Ingram's? He's Ingram's nice this year, yeah, bro. He's, he's, yeah. He's crazy. Yeah. A little more. Um, I think it's a little more mental. Like he's a little more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Grant can be a little passive sometimes, which uh, surprises me because I think if Dame's not shooting, he should be the one shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny, man, because you know you think about this team, you look at the roster construction, and you think, well, it's number one is Dame, obviously, and number two should probably go to Simons. But you know, watching this season, honestly, it's got to be Grant for me. Definitely, I would rather him put up more shots than Simons. Yeah, I would like Simons to be third. The problem is, I think Simons is a volume shooter. He has to he put up those shots. But that's the problem. I would rather have him 
coming off the bench so he could shoot whenever he wants. But oh. And then if he's not, you leave him in, and if he's not, you you bench him. Kind of like a Jamal Crawford. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm with that. The problem is you're paying him too much to come off the bench. And except J Jordan Poole's making more than him, and they've been using him as a six man. Yeah, but Golden well, a State team. has a championship pedigree. They have. It's true, but you know, step. It's a different team. It's a different team. But I right. think that. So I think that um, with with Simons, if he's not scoring, I mean, he's really not going to play defense. He's not going to you know get out and lock a guy down. So it's tough, you know. At least with Grant, you know. If he's not scoring, he can at least go down there and guard somebody and check somebody. He, he's rebounding and he assists better than Simons oh, too. Oh, sure. Like total total playmaker, he's better than yeah. Simons. His rebounding could be better. Yes. His rebounding. But I think he's you know, I think he could, he goes down there and he bangs, but I don't think he can be that much more physical than he already is. Yeah. Like rebounding might be a little. You might lose some of his offensive capabilities if he's down there rebounding. Mm -hmm. You're you're probably not wrong. You're mm -hmm. probably not wrong. And honestly, he probably expends just like Dame. He probably expends most of his energy on the offensive end anyway because he needs to, right? Yeah. If he's not, then mm -hmm. who is? Right. You know. Um, definitely the best acquisition. So now we move into the trade deadline. Who's the best trade deadline acquisition? Man, for me, I was so excited to get Reddish. Um, you know, I think uh, so. I think for us to add a bigger guy, some shooting, somebody that can put the ball on the height, ground. Man. Yeah, you know, some height. You know, it's nice to get a guy that's above five seven. You know, in our roster. You know, we keep getting these same, <laughs> these these same guys. You know, and it's 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 nice. You know, because this guy was uh, you know one of the top players come, coming out of high school. Went to Duke, I think, and. Um, you know was a lottery pick and he just he's yeah he 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 just didn't pan out you know like in other places and it's it's time and time again the blazers are bringing in the 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 best or the or the same type of player over and over and over um, come here to revitalize your career exactly and i think oh, and, ahead, you know, I, I was super excited to get him but now i'm torn man because thibel is <laughs> To see defense, to see, you know, people expending energy on the defensive end to block three-point shots—that's crazy. Like, I'm, I'm super excited for for both these guys. Um, um, but if I had to pick, I guess I would choose Radish because I think that his upside's more. I think. So, unfortunately, you said exactly what I think yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was super excited to see Radish. That dude. That dude's been locked up in New York. You know, Jalen Rose has been screaming free Cam Reddish for a couple yeah, years now. Yeah. And anything that homie says, like, you know, I, I have something to believe that Cam's really talented. And I feel like maybe New York killed his confidence. Mm -hmm. And we're a better place to be than have Dame, you know, in your ear, coaching you up and oh, giving right. you that confidence mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. right. And I think we're going to play him. So, you know, I. I, I can see him snapping out of it and be actually becoming a, a pretty important contribution to this squad. Exactly. You know, there's there's question about who's going to start at the three, and now that Hart's gone, and honestly, I think it should go to Reddish. I really do. I can understand why you would start uh, Nas, but I think Nas is better off the bench at this point mm -hmm. until maybe he shows us a little more. Um, but energy guy. Ener exactly, energy guy. But then 
just like just like Hassan said, you got Thibel coming and showing he can lock people down. He can play pretty dang good perimeter mm -hmm. defense. I can see I can see the case to start Thibel at yeah. the three and let Reddish just cook off the bench. Mm -hmm. If if Thibel is hitting threes the way he was the other night, right? I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. but, but you know what? Reddit, the first game Reddish played, he had a good game too. So it's yeah. like we've got we got a good game from both of these guys. I don't think you really go wrong starting either one. I, I don't think you start Nas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we're really deep this year. Mm -hmm. Like I think now, those trades made more deep. Yeah, and I think there could be a really fun pairing whether they come off the bench or start. You know, like, right? Either way, I like, think I think like, it ends up being day? situational. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even to start, though, like, do you pair Dame with somebody else who can score and that takes pressure off of Grant? Right. Or do you bring a person that's going to shut down the other teams, two or three, you know? Like, See, that's where I'm leaning. I think you need to have that that 3 and D guy, and I think Thibel can be that guy. Uh, yeah. But I but I think you need the defense because that's something that the, the core has been missing since Dame got here is, well, besides Matthews, but... Um, it's been missing that guy play that can the lock two. down the perimeter. Yeah, but that who's playing the two though? Now that Anthony's hurt, Diamond's out. Yeah, you know, my hope is that they just throw in Sharp. sharp yeah, that's I'm my hope. I'm not mad at that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I, mad at that at all. I hope Sharp Sharp gets the the nod because that guy needs more playing time. Yeah, that'd be. That'd be great to see Dame, Sharp, Thibel, Grant, and then Nurk. Um, but I mean, we're we're talking about the, the the trade deadline. That's a big lineup, dude. Finally, that's a really long Finally, lineup, right? Um, you know, but yeah, that could be a problem. You know what's funny? It's it's not that long when you think about it. Like that's probably not, league average, guys. Not if you're measuring height, but if you're measuring length, mm -hmm. it, it's a really long squad. It's a, it's a, I think it's a squad that causes you problems because they're going to run you off the three-point line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get so many open threes anymore. And I think our issue would be, you know, is the big, yeah. the interior. Yeah. Yes. Um, my hope, and that's I don't. My wish is that. Thibel takes Sharp under his wing and teaches him the ways of perimeter defense. Mm -hmm. Because if Sharp can be a lockdown defender, he's all NBA. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Agreed. I'm, I haven't been this excited for a Blazer, and I can't tell you how Right, like I'm... Since, I'm, since Dame? I'm, I'm sending pictures, you know, to, to friends, you know, that, that used to be old blazer fans you know of of shade and cock in a back like he's dr j and and dunking and like these guys are actually getting excited you know and some of these guys you know were They're like that's not real right right you know um <laughs> photoshop so yeah you know, we're, we're we're talking about trade deadline acquisitions and stuff and i think that you know if if we were ever gonna going to have that blazers good juju you know of uh resurrecting somebody's career or or starting somebody's career, man, that's Knox. This guy was drafted ninth overall. He he was drafted before Shy, before Ant, before Trent. I, I mean, you know, I know that he hasn't had the uh, best career, but man, 
when this guy was coming out of college, like his his upside, they were talking about him, was crazy. Well, here's the thing: he's still only 23. Exactly. Exactly. He's 23, so it's still possible. Yeah. That he develops into something. Would I put money on it? No, but I'm just saying that his upside is insane. You know, he's six seven or six eight. Drafted, drafted ninth, and you know he he got drafted before Bridges. He got drafted before Porter, Lonnie Walker, Simons, uh, Brunson, Grant. Or, uh, the problem is, yeah. The problem is he's been in the league now. What three years? I mean, he he got drafted the the same year as Simons. So Simons just just finished his rookie deal. So this is his okay. fourth so year, fifth year. He's year. finishing up his rookie deal. Yeah. The problem is he hasn't shown a whole lot. No, definitely that not. Rookie, that rookie deal. But like you said earlier, what better place? Or actually, I think it was uh, Heyman that said it. What better place to go than to be in a place where you can have Dame, mm-hmm. you know, be under Dame's tutelage mm-hmm. and yeah. be surrounded by guys who who do things the right way and want to win mm-hmm. and don't run away from the grind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just think he's a guy that you stash on the bench as a prospect and you work with him mm-hmm. and you see what you see yeah. what you can get out of him. Maybe put him in the G League. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. As far as the best acquisition uh, for at the trade deadline, I can't say he's the, the, the best acquisition. Best no. No. Best no. I, 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 don't, I haven't even seen him play. No. Right. I mean, he played He played uh, in the last game, but obviously it was only for a couple minutes. But. I'm just trying to rub some good, positive juju on that boy because I'd, I'd <laughs> love to see him turn his career around, you know, but I think that, you know, we're all – Better cool. We're all excited to uh, watch Cam and to watch Thibault, you know. Yeah, I I honestly, I was in the same boat. I was super excited to get Reddish, but at this point, I think the guy that would help the most is going to be Thibault. Mm-hmm. And I, I was talking to Tim earlier. Doesn't he just seem like one of the dudes already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He he really does, man. Um, I'm I'm. I'm super excited to see this guy go, you know, because he went to University of Washington, I think, and uh, yeah, you know, it seems like did you see it? Yeah, you know, it it seems like he's got a he's got a good pedigree, you know, his his parents are engineers and doctors, I think, you know, he went to UW, you know, it's obviously a good school, and he's a freak athlete, so man, let's go, let's do it, man. did you see his interview and they asked him, you know, how, you know, basically it, the transition was for him. And he's like, he said Portland's very grounding for him. And I was like, yes, yes exactly. Yes. Exactly. That's the, per- it was the perfect interview. I was like, oh, he's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> I think, I think it's going to be really fun to watch after the all-star break. Cause we got some guys, we got some height, we got some length and we got some guys who can, who can fill the void that we've had for a while um guys i got i got one last one and it's 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 hard for me but who's who's your mid-season sixth man this is really hard for me that's tough (laughs) (laughs) look are we are we taking are we taking injuries into account the way i see it 
there's a few to choose from. And I think you have I to think, have Winslow on there. Mm-hmm. I think, I think you, it's Winslow or, or Shaden. Well, see, I think you have to have Winslow on there. I think you have to have Nas on there. Eubanks, you right? You have to mm. have Sharp on there. You got to have Watford and you got to have Eubanks. Mm. Now, the case for Eubanks is pretty clear. Mm-hmm. He's stepping yeah. in, filling in for an injured Nurk, and he's doing a decent job. But then, you know, you look at all the times he came in off the bench, and he still did a decent job. I mean, he he, he won the hearts of the fans mm-hmm. for his, for his play. Did. Then you got Wofford, who, after sitting for the majority of a month, comes in and plays really well. Is a difference maker. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he was as much of a difference maker throughout the season so far as Eubanks. Then, of course, you got Sharp, who is inconsistent, but makes everything look easy. Mm-hmm. He's learning as he goes. He's getting better as he goes. And maybe it's just an issue of playing time. Like, maybe he just needs more burn. But, yeah. My- then you got Nas, who was injured. Yeah. yeah. Nas was injured for, for the majority of, of this first half of the season. But when he came in... He was a difference maker. Mm-hmm. Came in with all that hustle. And then, of course, you've got Winslow, who at the beginning of the season, w- I mean, he was doing everything. Mm-hmm. He was. It seemed like he was playing one through five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, guys. This is hard for me. I'll have to give it to Winslow. Yeah. I think. I think when you got to see him play, you could really feel his impact and you could see his impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as much as, you know, Eubanks has an impact, he also, if you leave him in too long, you know, he, he might hurt the team. And then um, I just think Shaden is just a little young and like he's got a good impact. And even when he's having a good game, it's not up to like a Winslow type, like, you're not feeling every aspect of the game. Right. You know? I think I think the thing about Sharp is he has he's gonna have a lot more highlight plays than Winslow is. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you're gonna feel his impact when he he starts making buckets. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Winslow, you can feel the impact with his rebounds, with his distribution, with, this, with his yeah. buckets. Defense. <clears throat> with his defense, exactly. So for me, Statistically, uh, I mean, so I would say Winslow. You know, I think for him to come out and play all five positions, basically, you know, he's he's doing things that um, people thought that he 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 couldn't do. You know, I I, I never mm. knew. You know, this guy could be the the backup point guard. You know, and like <laughs> right. facilitating offenses and stuff. You know, I think that he's averaging almost seven points and five rebounds a game. You know, this guy was mm-hmm. out of the league before. But right. I I've got to choose Shaden, I think, honestly, because for him to be so young, for him to have all this pressure on him, you know, of people, you know, kind of kind of talking negatively toward him, you know, for not playing one game at Ken- Kentucky. You know, people were already kind of labeling him a bust even before he even got to the league. 
Uh, well, right. I mean, he had a rough start. Right. You know, and I think that because yeah. because he didn't play for Kentucky and then yeah. in summer league. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he got hurt, you know, in summer league. And I think that for him to come out and and do some of the things that he's done behind two established guards is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's getting these highlight dunks. He's making threes. He's looking poised on the court. Like, is he looking amazing? No. You know, but he's... And I think part of that reason, though, is that he's not insert, inserting himself yeah. to the point where it would be yeah. that. You yeah. know, I think he's playing his role well. Exactly. But, do you guys get you know, the... They're not, do you guys get he's the playing feeling? inside of his parameters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, do you guys get the feeling that he's holding back a little bit? Yes. Yes. Because I, I get that feeling a lot when I watch him play. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's reserving himself, mm-hmm. and I think it's because... He's playing behind Dame and Ant, and I think he's afraid of maybe overshadowing them. I think this guy has the potential to take over a game if he wanted to. Definitely, and and that's what I'm saying. Like that'd be so tough to get draft. Like granted, you know, I'm very thankful to have him, and I think this is a good role for him to be in. But it's like, you know, you see guys get drafted behind Aaron Rodgers or you know you 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 see guys get drafted behind Ryan Tannehill and the first thing these guys are saying is it's not my job to train this rookie you know it's not my job to help him so yeah coming into a position like that you know where where Dame's obviously gonna help you know where Ant's obviously gonna help you know it's still got to be tough for Sharp you know because obviously we want him to have that killer instinct we we want him to go out and dunk on everybody and shoot shoot all these shots, you know, but still, like, he has to kind of find his way here, you know, and I think that he he's doing a good job, you know, and the the, the guy is only 19 years old, you know, he was a, a, a top 10 draft pick, so to come in and fit in the way that he is fitting in, and, and you don't see him, you know, kind of being sad on the bench, you know, you don't see him, you know, causing yeah. issues, you don't hear about any turmoil or, or anything like that with him, says a lot about his character, you know, it says a lot about his upbringing, and for that, you know, my my sixth man is definitely sharp, I think. I think it's safe to say that it's a toss-up mm-hmm. for us mm-hmm. between Winslow and Sharp, yeah. because for me, I think, I think uh, Heyman is right, mm-hmm. that you can't you can't take away from the impact that Winslow mm-hmm. brings uh, to the team. But then you made a very valid point that Sharp also makes an impact and to do it at such a young age is crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think we'll have to split that one between uh, Winslow and Sharp. But I think that you can make cases for all these guys, you know, because you can make a case for, you know, Nas or for Winslow or for Sharp or Eubanks or all these guys. You know, I think that um, seeing seeing some of the things that uh, Winslow did this year is absolutely amazing. You know, I think that when we were doing good, when the season started, Winslow was at his best. And we were all he shocked. Was. We're all thinking like, what the <laughs> hell did we just unlock, you know? I yeah, I guarantee yeah. you the whole league was thinking we did not know this guy was that good. <laughs> and and to play one through five. Yeah. And I mean Well, it's crazy. He he's he's a dog. Mm-hmm. Like and mm-hmm. he's so solid, like I wouldn't want him running into me and play D on me. No. <laughs> Hell no, not like, at all. He won't he won't run into you, he'll run through you. It's exactly right. Right. <laughs> right. He's just one of those 
he just brings a different energy yeah. to the team and i think that's what we're one of the things that we're missing yeah. i think i yep. think defensively where we started i i was so hopeful mm -hmm. like and it was all about how defense turned into offense how they were playing basketball the right way yeah but they were just dogs they were just defensive minded they were hanging in with the best teams in the league right even in losses they were hanging in with those guys and it was because of the defensive end yeah and, yep. and you know going into the the trade deadline you know some of these names you know we heard were we're gonna get moved you know was possibly nurk uh possibly winslow and possibly hart you know i think that they probably think they can bring bring back ones i mean obviously i don't know but i would love to see him back you know on our team again you know i think that he he does a, a decent amount for our team and hopefully we can get him back yeah i <laughs> i think hart maybe saw or uh, not Hart winslow saw the writing on the wall and was like nah i'm gonna get injured you're not gonna <laughs> trade me yeah, yeah. <laughs> i want to stay here with dame yeah, right 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 <laughs> yeah uh, all right, guys. Final thoughts on on some of the new guys we brought in. Uh, Reddish, uh, I think he's he's big, which is something we've been lacking. He uh, has decent hustle. He's got a decent shot, but he's mildly inconsistent. What do you guys think about Reddish? Uh, something for me. Yeah, I think I think you I think you summed that up pretty well. Um, I would also say, you know, kind of like I mentioned before, just mentally, he seems uh, not confident. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and uh, until I just, even if he's not shooting well, I would like to just see him shoot with confidence, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and it would be nice to see some guys attacking the rim, getting the foul line. Like, I would love for some of these new guys to be doing that because uh, it always feels like we're in a three-point shooting contest. Right. Yep. And, you know, for me, I think that this dude is like ha has everything he's he's athletic he's got a good shot his 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 shot form is beautiful um you know he's got the the pedigree you know being a top tier high school player one to do you know and it seems like a lot of people are really really like a, a lot of real hoopers are excited to see him play you know maybe not uh, uh, maybe not uh, you know the the casual fan you know but a lot of real hoopers you know you know we 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 talked about earlier you know you said Jalen Rose I think you know was talking about free him yeah I'm, I'm excited to see this guy play you know and I think that he's he's, he's gonna prove you know some of these people wrong and turn his career around well, like you said, he's a dookie, so at the very least, he's going to develop into a decent player. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> now, now, Thibel, Matisse Thibel, uh, I, I would say that he's got good defense. Uh, his shot is questionable at times, but maybe he could be that 3 and D guy that we've been missing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we... Yeah, I'm going to need this... We, we talk about, you know, how how we don't have any defensive players. You know, we talk about, you know, how we have a, a small backcourt. Well, all that is solved right there with him. You know, he's a guy that doesn't need to have the ball in his hands to be impactful for the game. And, and, right. and that'd be really interesting to see how this team kind of turns around, you know, with, you know, if they do start Dame and Matisse and Reddish mm -hmm. and Grant and Nurk that's a pretty formidable lineup that's a pretty solid lineup you know i'd take that so i take that against you know a lot of nba teams and i think that you know again he has a lot to prove you know i feel like he's 
has that dog in him. Uh, you know, I feel like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is a, uh, you know, he's he's used to the Northwest. You know, I think that he's 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 obviously coming out and playing pissed off because he wants to play, you know, <laughs> and you know it seems like he's very excited to uh, play uh, play with Dame. I think. Heyman? Yeah, yeah. I, I think he. It, you know what? What's great is that he's a team guy, um, and he seems to be well liked. I uh, I went down a little rabbit hole of some comments. You know, um, after his his first game, and uh, a lot of the Philly fans were wishing him well, and you know, uh, wish he played more in Philly. So that's that's saying that's something. saying something philly fans are because the worst. right they booed santa claus so that's saying something <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so uh i i think he's a amazing addition you know team chemistry i think is always a huge thing and we're in the middle of trying to build like what what does this team look like what what kind of culture are we going to create and i think he fits into whatever that we're you know whatever we're figuring out right I, I agree 100% there. Uh, guys, I want to finish with, with uh, one more thing. Um, our guy, Brian Wheeler. You guys, uh, if, if our listeners grew up in the late 90s through the 2000s, you know him as Wheels. He was the radio uh, play-by-play announcer for the Blazers for a long time, 21 years. And uh, unfortunately, he's fallen on some rough times. Uh, there's been a GoFundMe started in in his benefit by a good friend of his, and the cool thing is, uh, the GoFundMe has reached its initial goal of fifteen thousand dollars to help him with his medical expenses uh, and his you know various other expenses. Um, now it's been extended to twenty five thousand dollars. Now, at this point, it's only ten thousand dollars until they reach that goal of $25,000. Look, we'll we'll retweet the the link after this show drops, but please find it in your heart if you can, whether it's a dollar, whether it's uh, $5, $20, whatever it is, whatever you can afford. I think something crazy like somebody dropped four Gs on there, which is awesome. Um, but I'm, excuse me, five Gs on there. Uh, again, awesome, but obviously every little bit helps and brian is such a genuine guy he's he's treated us to so many amazing memorable calls that if you could find it in your heart to donate please donate um again we'll we'll drop the the link on this after the show drops um on twitter um we'll see if we can get it up on our uh tiktok and our instagram but Please, if you if you can find it in your hearts, I'll say it one more time. Yeah. I think I've said it like twenty times yeah. already. Um, Brian needs our help, Rip City. Right. So let's help him out. Let's help out a Rip City legend. Right. And I mean, it's 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 beautiful just to read through some of the comments and notes. You know, some of the people have left. You know, uh, people are leaving large, substantial, you know, amounts of money. And you know, you don't you don't do that. You know, with somebody that hasn't shaped your life and really it impacted you. You know, some of the best blazer memories like that i have are called by him you know when when we got a chance to speak with him we got some real gems you know i think that we you know were very thankful obviously to talk to him you know but i think that we we really understood 
the true genuineness of this man. You know, he's he's very well natured, you know, and he's a very good man. You know, I think that uh, so obviously it shows, you know, in a, a lot of these comments and donations, you know, people are leaving some some beautiful things. Absolutely. And, um, you know, just to, to further back this, uh, if you guys have any messages, you can drop them on the GoFundMe. I don't know if he's going to see it or not. I, to tell you the truth, I don't know enough about GoFundMe and how it works. But uh, if you have any messages that you want to relay to Wheels, whether it's a, a favorite memory or a favorite call or just to, to overall wish him the best, feel free to drop us an email. Uh, it, it's bustedbucketpod at gmail.com. Uh, and again, we'll put that in our in the retweet as well. But any any positive encouragement, any monetary uh, help is surely appreciated. I know Brian is a pretty private guy, but it's out there in the world already. So mm-hmm. here we are trying to push it forward and, and trying to give this man a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. So please, please donate if you can. Please send a message if you want. But... With that being said, guys, that's it for this show. Thanks again for joining us, Gary Heyman. Uh, thank you for your insight on the Golden State situation. Uh, Hassan, <laughs> always a pleasure, my man. Big shout out to you guys. Uh, the Basketball guys. Podcast Network, DraftKings, and especially you, our listeners, social media followers, and Bucket Busters. Keep reaching out to us on Twitter, at Busted Bucket, with your comments and questions. We love building community with you all. Don't forget to rate, follow, subscribe, and leave a review if you're digging what we're saying. Be good to each other, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.